Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Here's this week's message. This morning we're looking at Mark chapter 8, verses 31 to 38. This is where Jesus is teaching about his death and resurrection and Take up the cross and follow him. Mark chapter 8, verses 31 to 38. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed, and after three days rise again. He spoke this word openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The word of God for us this morning. So early in Jesus' ministry, he chose 12 people to go with him into the future together. They were going to be the leaders, proclaiming good news and preaching in front of multitudes of people. And the early days of his ministry were pretty successful. Together, they helped Jesus feed the 5,000 They were there for the healing of sick people, the winning of debates against critics. They were learning from Jesus how to calm the angry seas by a simple word. It was all pretty cool in today's terminology, pretty neat. But then one day Jesus made a sharp right turn. He asked the disciples if they had figured out who he was. And after a few guesses, Peter identified Jesus as the Son of God. It was a powerful, holy moment. But in his very next words, Jesus told told them he was on his way to Jerusalem to die. To die? Says Peter. You're not going to die. The party's just getting started. But Jesus is suffering and death were inevitable because they were divinely ordained. Although, humanly speaking, they were caused by the Jewish uh, leader rejecting who he was. But again, he did not come as the Messiah they were expecting, which was a military ruler, a military leader. But Jesus came as a suffering servant. And it was then that Jesus offered them a threefold standard for leadership. If you're going to be leaders, Jesus told them, then you must deny yourself, 
take up the cross, and follow. It all seemed a little backwards to them that they should have to deny themselves, uh, whatever that meant, and take up their cross. They knew definitely what that meant, and to be followers. And yet this is precisely what Jesus expected of them, that they would deny themselves, that they would set aside their own selfish wants, their own wishes, and pursue what was best for the group. And when Jesus spoke of the cross, they learned that being a disciple would mean hardship and sacrifice and possibly even death. And the disciples learned that Jesus wanted them to follow him, to imitate him, to love the people that he loved, and to trust the God that he trusted. Jesus also mentioned his resurrection connection with his death. And the disciples didn't really get it until after the resurrection. Finally, then, they understood what Jesus was saying, that to be in his company, he required people to set aside their personal agendas and to be willing to suffer and to live life like him, because this life is not the end. When Jesus rose from the dead, it all made sense to the disciples. In fact, that threefold standard, self-denial, taking up a cross, and then following Jesus became the way they lived and also the way they died. Every one of them. But what about us today? We who are 2,000 years removed from his words that day, what would Jesus say to us about what he expects from Christian people? In reality, the expectations have never changed. The way they play out in this contemporary age of ours might look different, sure, but still today Jesus is saying, If anyone wants to follow me, let them deny themselves, take up a cross, and follow me. So what does that mean for us here in 2021, 2022? What does it mean to deny oneself? Does it mean that we leave home and family and friends and occupation in order to be a disciple? Maybe, but not necessarily. But it does suggest that we leave our baggage behind, that we leave behind our insistence that it is our way or the highway. That's what denying oneself means, and it goes against the grain of this present culture, doesn't it? See, today there's a need for conformity. There's a need to leave our personal wants and wishes at the door and to work together for what is best for the group. And sometimes that means leaving our and, you know, our convictions behind, too, and uh, that's not always what we want. But that's what it means to deny oneself in our day. In fact, Jesus called the church a body, and only when the body is working together toward a common goal, only then is the body functioning properly. No one who is unwilling to deny himself can legitimately claim to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Jesus also told his disciples that they must take up a cross. See, in the first century, crosses were only used for one thing, and that was death. The implication of Jesus is clear. There will be hardship for the Christian. If someone told you otherwise, 
they were lying to you. See, if we take seriously our Christian faith, we will be called to make difficult choices. If we take seriously our Christian faith, some people will reject us. If we are serious about being Christians, we may even be persecuted. We may never have to die for our faith, but we may be made to feel very uncomfortable. Here's a question for you. Do the people at uh, your work or at school or in your neighborhood know that you go to church? Or do you hide that simple fact for fear that if they knew, it would change the way they treat you? If that is the greatest cross you are bearing in your Christian life, then you are living on easy street because there are others in this world who, if they admit to being followers of Jesus, will lose their house, lose their job, possibly lose their family or even their life. And still, they profess their faith. Take up your cross. That phrase reveals the extent of self-denial, even to the point of death, if necessary. Cross-bearing begins when the sinner becomes aware that he cannot save himself and hold back nothing, surrenders completely to God's mercy. Finally, Jesus says that we are to follow him. Does that mean we are to follow or are we supposed to follow? So let me ask you this. Any Steeler fans here? Well, they're not going to make the Super Bowl again this year, that's for sure. But when you hear someone say they follow the Steelers, do you know what that means? It means they tune in for the pregame show. They study the lineups. They watch every down of every quarter. They read the recap the next morning the paper so they can uh, thoroughly comprehend everything that happened between the lines. See, the word fan comes from the root word fanatic, and this illustrates why. Their life is about Steelers, 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 Steelers. And you probably know people like that or whatever the team may be for you. So my question is, do you know and do you follow Jesus in this manner? Do you study Scripture to learn who Jesus was and what he did and all that he said? Have you read the Old Testament to understand what the prophets said of him hundreds of years before his birth? Have you read books to understand what scholars have said about Jesus in the centuries since his death? This may mean what it is to follow Jesus, and if you do this, would our world call you a fan or would you be a fanatic? But you say to follow means to imitate him, to mimic him, to try to be like him in everything you say and do in this world. You may not have done so well at uh, the walking on the water thing, but when it comes to loving people or being fair in business or being courageous when it comes to defending the weak, in all of this you try to follow Jesus. Jesus demands total commitment, even unto death. This is a call to total surrender your life to Christ. This is the message of the gospel. This is what we are to do and to proclaim God's word. Christ repeats this call throughout his teaching. How well are you following Jesus? 
You see, leaders are supposed to lead, even if they don't know the way. And that's a dangerous thing, because if the leaders go in the wrong direction, it can be disastrous. That happens in corporations, it happens in governments, and it can even happen in churches. The fact is, we don't have it all figured out. Sometimes we remember that there is a leader out there in front of us. And sometimes we remember that when we came to faith in Jesus Christ, we never signed up to be a leader. We signed up to be a follower. I do know that only those who come to Christ with self-renouncing faith will receive true and eternal life with Christ. And let us close there with a prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us a leader to follow, a leader who is the way, the truth, and the life. Help us to remember to deny ourselves, take up our crosses, and follow Christ. It is his, in his name we pray and give thanks. Amen.